Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquiring amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. So today we have Armando Hung with us. And guys, so the reason I even asked Armando to come on today is because he gave a speech on, on your purpose and finding your purpose at an event that we were at in Nashville from one of my previous guests uh, that you guys know, uh, Michael Faber in Unleash You. Armando is a certified life coach and speaker. He's also an author from what I remember. And I think he's just going to pour into you guys a lot that are kind of maybe even struggling. Like maybe you just left corporate healthcare and you know, you're like, you're two, maybe three years into your business right now. And you're like, is this the right move for you? Is this the right way that I should be going with my life? Armando's going to give us clarity today on that. So Armando, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you ever so much. Welcome to you. And, and it's an honor to, to be with you and your audience. Hello, audience. Just a little bit about myself before I go into to our message. So as Nate said, um, my name is Armando Hung. I am a certified life coach. I consider myself an empowerment accountability coach. I recently am retired. I retired after 29 years with corporate America, where I spent 29 years with a Fortune 100 CPG company. But one of my passions in life and one of my purposes in life has been to help others and pay it forward. So five years ago, I went through the certifications that I needed and I became the CEO and founder of AJH New Perspective Coaching which is my life coaching business. And it is something that I've enjoyed. It is something that I am giving back. And it's something that I continue to do now as I um, celebrate my successes from my first career and continue my second career. I am married, my wife and I, uh, Myra, we've uh, just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary. She's my best friend, she's my soulmate. We have two wonderful daughters, Nicole and Kim. and. Aside from that, with many changes in 2022 with retirement and graduation from high school for my youngest, we have now relocated to Central Florida. I'm originally from New Jersey. So after 29 years in New Jersey, we are now down here in uh, Central Florida and looking forward to just expanding my business and connecting with many people just like all of you in this this, uh, podcast. So let me start off with a question. What is your purpose in life? Don't answer it. Okay. But think about that as we go through, as Nate and I go through this podcast today is think about what is my purpose? What is my mission here on this this earth? That's something that I really want you to, to take with you today after hearing this and seeing this is, hey, what is my purpose? As Nate said. I know many of you are, are new business owners, some maybe uh, longer, but 
Think about your business. Think about your life. Think about your purpose. Your purpose is not about you. It's about others. What is your purpose and how is your purpose impacting others? Yeah, I think that even just resonates just hearing it that, uh, you know, what it, what is your purpose empowering others? Because a lot of a lot of you listeners right now are from corporate healthcare, and, you know, you're changing your field, you're pivoting, which is what Armando did, which let's even talk about that, Armando. What when you pivoted, what did you learn? Oh, geez. I have pivoted so many times in, <laughs> in my life. I remember, I'm going to take your audience back. I remember in high school when we would go to gym class and there's always that gym class where the basketball teacher happens to be your gym teacher. So you play a lot of basketball. And I remember the drills that we used to do in, in gym class, which was pivot, right? And at that point, it was just pivot. Okay, great. Right. There you go. Right. Pivot on one foot, pivot on your left foot, pivot on your right foot. So I didn't know what pivot was. I thought it was okay. We got to turn, move, throw the ball, pass the ball. But it wasn't until I, I was in college and then in corporate America where the word pivot really started to resonate with me and, and how it basically promotes change, right? You're changing direction. You're changing the way that your path is heading. And I've been, I've gone through many changes in my career, but one thing about it, and it took me a while to really resonate with this is that even though I had many pivots in my life, I never stepped away from my purpose. And here's how as an example. So I graduated, I graduated college. I always wanted to be a teacher. I always wanted to be an educator and growing up in a uh, Latino household. And if any of your members of your audience are from, are from Latino background, you know that when you're growing up in a Latino ho household, there's only three people who know your life, your mom and dad, your grandparents, and God, nothing else. And I know there's members of your audience right now that are going, yep, you got that right. If there was an issue, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, or God would resolve it. And growing up, I was excelling in the sciences. I really was. But deep down, I wanted to be a teacher. However, listening to my parents, my grandparents, and the way they wanted me to go, they always pushed on me to go into the medical field. So I graduated high school and I, and I went into pharmacy school because, like I said, I excelled in the sciences also. And my counselors in high school were like, yeah, you should, you should, you should pursue something in medical. So it, it kind of resonates with your audience now. Um, it didn't end that way. After my freshman year, I didn't want to be a pharmacist. I didn't want to go down that pharmacology route. I really wanted to work with people in a different way as it relates to educating them. So I was a nervous wreck. I was a nervous wreck because I wanted to go home and tell my parents that I wanted to go down a different path. But I also thought of, am I breaking their heart? Am I breaking their passion, their vision for me? Because overall, they wanted me to be successful in life. Because my parents are immigrants from Cuba. So they came here with nothing and they built the empire that they built with me and my brother. And, and they wanted the same for me. 
But no, I came home that summer and I told my parents, I said, you know, I, I want to stay in school. I'm going to stay in school, but I want to go down a different route. Well, they embraced it. They applauded. And then I went down the education field. Fast forward, I graduated from, from the university. I got certified and I taught at my alma mater, my old high school. And I taught history because that, that was another passion of mine, history. So I was a history teacher, political science teacher at my, at my high school. So I was there for about five and a half years as a teacher. But there was still something burning inside. That passion was still burning inside. But I didn't know what my purpose was. All I knew was I was a teacher. And that burning sensation was to continue to pursue and, and upgrade my skills through a into sales and marketing, expanding. Because as an educator, I could sell, right? As educators, we're selling. We're selling knowledge. We're selling information. We're helping people grow and develop their skills. And then being still young, and let's be honest, I wanted money. Hey, it's a great opportunity to go work for a company and become through that. So I, I left teaching and I went to work for a small company in my hometown and I was a, a sales rep for them. And I started as a sales rep and I became a sales manager. But during all this time, I was still developing those skills and my passion and my purpose. And then came the call four years after that. There's another pivot, right? We've pivoted over it. There's another pivot where I, I was uh, recruited to go work by a major CPG company, Fortune 100 company, who said, we can use your talent in our company. Pivot number three, 29 years with this company. I still was educating because in my role, I was educating business owners on how to manage a specific category in their establishments, which average between 30 to 45% of their annual revenue. So when you look at education and teaching, I was still doing that. Fast forward now to my life coaching business. Because as a life coach, I'm still an educator because I'm helping people develop their purpose, their passion, and their environment. So those are just examples of pivoting, but not really re recognizing what, what your purpose was. And it wasn't until my early 50s when I realized that my purpose was to be an educator, because throughout my entire career, I've been educating others or helping others grow their skill sets. And like I said earlier, their purpose is not about you. It's what you can do for others. So it's difficult to pivot, especially the first time or the second time. But it's also important to realize that if you envision a change and the change is going to be a successful change for you, without knowing, you go down that path. I'll tell you one of my favorite quotes, and, and I, always, I always say this, is if my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then I can achieve it. And that's an awesome quote that Muhammad Ali said. And for any boxers or any athlete, any fans of athletes, you know Muhammad Ali's. So that quote with me is my key quote that I use for me personally.
right? If my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then nothing's going to stop me from achieving. So yes, pivoting is critical. You need to learn how to pivot. You need to learn how to be able to pivot and shift and move if we're going to move into more of your purpose. And I love that. And I love that quote by, by Muhammad Ali, because I feel like a lot of people, some of them, you know, they don't believe it in here and, but they have the heart for it. And it's like, you know, like how, how do you get the mind and the heart to align? A lot of times they don't connect the heart and the mind. And um, when we were in Nashville, and you'll remember this, there was one of the speakers who said that it's only 18 inches. There's only 18 inches from here to here. But for many people, it could be an eternity of miles, thousands and thousands of miles. But it's really only 18 inches. What happens is that we get into our minds. Why? Um, past history things that might've happened in the past that might've not worked out our way. And we carry that extra baggage with us. We listen to others. For example, like I shared, I listened to my parents, my grandparents, and what Jesus and God said. And many times we're like, nope, I'm not even gonna say it because I know what the answer is. So let me just stay where I am and not be satisfied, not be happy. Well, we need to break out of that, right? And it's, and it's difficult for many. I'm not saying it's easy. I've, I've gone through it. I still go through it sometimes. However, you need to, you need to really have a good understanding. And for, and for many of your audiences, business owners, what's the best thing for your business right now? Why are you in business, right? Now here's another question. Why did you start your business? because you see that you will be providing a service to others. Well, what's that service? How is that service going to impact? So sometimes, and these are just examples, and I'll share more with you on how to get into that mindset later. But for many of you, it could say, hey, let me go to my audience. Who are the people that you're going to be serving? What do they want? What do they need from me? That will fuel your passion to help connect here and here. Because yet, yeah, a lot of times we're here and then we'll leave, our, we'll leave this space and we'll just stay here and say, yeah. But friends, one question you never want to ask yourself is, what if? What if I would have continued that business? What if I would have started that business? What if I would have done what the audience wants? And I know it's easier said than done because you got to throw in factors of expenses and other things. But think of that quote. If I'm thinking about it, if I can conceive it, why can't I achieve it? What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, we know what could happen. But then you'll hear me say that later. You pick up and you start again. That's the beauty of it, that this 18 inches, it just continues to change. We pivot. We're back to pivoting. That's the word of the day, pivoting. You think all businesses 
started up and became successful on a, no is there failure yes we've all failed we all will fail it's what do we do with with it's what do we do when we fail so yes it is a big it is a big disconnect but always remember that you own this and you own this no one else does so try to block the noise block the noise i think that is so good and i love that you said the what is because this just brought back my memory and i'm pretty sure someone on stage or it might even been you that said this it was like okay I don't know. It might have been George Bryant that did this. Like, close your eyes, and it was like, think of like you died, right? And you're at your eulogy, and then are you going to be surrounded by all these what ifs? Also, all the people that are around you were all the what ifs that you would have done in your life, or are you going to be, you know, surrounded by everything that you've done? I think that's what it was, but I might be. It's true. And and it's a, it's a perfect example, right? If, if you and I met after a while, like, like today, we haven't seen each other in a while. And I said, Hey, Nate, tell me something good that's happened to you lately. Well, you're going to share with me. There you go. Right. Tell me something good that, Hey, you know what? I'm married. I married my best friend. You're going to have that smile on your face. You're going to be really engaged, energized. You're going to want to share every single thing that happened to you. And then I flipped the question and said, so tell me something you failed at recently. Now, the mind shift is, wait a minute. You want me to tell you something I failed? Yes. But here's the hard part. I want you to still keep that smile. I still want you to keep that energy because even though, okay, it didn't work out the way you wanted it or was expected, the follow-up question was, hey, what did you learn from it? How could you pursue that opportunity again? And what would you change or what would you add or what would you take out? Right. And that opens up a whole avenue because, say, hey, I may need more support. Hey, I may need to talk to other people. Hey, it may not be the right time. Friends of mine who who embrace their part of my inner circle, they say to me, you should have been a coach years ago. And my answer to them is, well, thank you. But no. And they're like, why? I said, it wasn't time. It wasn't time. Okay. Why didn't you open your business 10 years ago? It wasn't time. Why didn't you start your podcast? I don't, I'm not sure how long your podcast is going. I do apologize. Two years. Why didn't you start your podcast five years ago? It wasn't time. You were doing other things. You were developing the skills to get to this point. But I don't want to hear, hey, Nate, if there was something that you could have done in your career, what would it have done been? Oh, I've always wanted to start a podcast and I never got the opportunity to. Why? Oh, I got lazy. I thought it wasn't taking off. It was a shame I knew. So those are some of the things we, we need to embrace as audiences, celebrate our successes, but also accept our failures and learn from them 
and try to be as try to be as energetic with your failures as your successes. Because it's only going to fuel you. It's all about fueling, fueling that energy and keeping that fire burning. Because we all have that fire. And we all have a story. How did I start my conversation in Nashville? I said, who has a story? And I said, every hand better go up. Because we all have stories. And that's how we learn. That's how we learn from each other. That's how we, we continue to write our story. Because you've heard the saying, life is a book. Yeah, life's a book. But you're the author. You're the author and you're the one who writes in the book. Don't let anybody else write in your book. You let others write in your book or guide you. Now it's their book. Now, it's your, now you're a co-author. So life is a book. You may reference people, but don't hand them the book and the pen and say, here, go write the next chapter of my life. No, you write the next chapter. And if you don't know how to, what words to put in, that's where your circle comes in because they're the ones who will help you put them in. And I love where this interview is going so far because I, I love that book analogy of, of you, you're the author, you control, you know, you're, you're the conductor of your own train, right? And mm, you, you control sure. where you go and stuff, you know, you're, you're the driver in the seat. You don't let anyone mm. else drive. Um, but I love the, what you said about the circle, because I feel like the circle is so important, so important because I always hear it. The analogy of, you know, you're the five people you surround yourselves with. That is very true. But also, you know, I, and I try to do this too, is I try to surround myself with people sometimes even higher than me, just because, you know, I know like if they're, tr if they're a true, true friend and person in my circle, they're going to try to drag me up to there and, and beyond. And they're going to push you and they're going to be like, Hey, Nate, like you me doing so much more right now. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are you slacking here? Or, you know, why is your mind clouded? And then, you know, maybe they'll, they'll be like, Hey, you know what? This helped me get to that next level here. Take this thing, whatever it is that they're trying to give you. Maybe it's like journal more. Maybe it's like, Hey, change up your diet or something, you know, but your circle is going to help level you up. It does. And, and I'll tell you, it's interesting because you said, you become, you become the average of the five people you hang out with. I'm going to tell you two quick stories. In my coaching, in my coaching practice, when with my clients, there's an exercise that we do where I provide them guidance and homework in between sessions. And I always say to them, hey, I want you to take a few minutes and give me the name of five people that are part of your circle or five people you have the high most respect for who know you, who are there for you and that you can go to for anything. A lot of people struggle with that. They're quick to give me one name, two names, maybe even three names. But when it comes to the fourth and fifth, they're like, hmm. And I'm not saying they don't have four or five friends. They do. But when it comes to that question, people who believe in you, who trust in you, who are there to support you, they struggle with that. They struggle with that. And it's hard for them to mention the last two or the last one. But then it doesn't stop there. Because then I said, okay, so here's what I want you to go do. I want you to connect with these five people between our next sessions. And I want you to, whatever we're working on, right? 
And then they come back. And that just opens up a whole different way. And then one of the questions I ask them is, are they still part of your five? Now, that's a little bit of what I do. But today, I was on social media and someone posted that particular state. You will become an average of the five people you hang out with. And I answered it back. And here's how I answered it. You are 100% correct. Thank you to those five people for making me who I am today. And I put a Superman emoji because I am a superhero and we all have superpowers. Now, I can resonate to that because, yes, my mentors, my, my circle have gotten me to where I am today. But I'm not stopping. Okay? But for others, may not have five. And it doesn't have to be five. Could be one, could be two, could be three. But you want to say, hey, is this really who I want to be? Am I the king? Am I the queen? Do I really want to be there? Are these the people that are helping me? You've heard the you know, surround yourself with people who are going to support you and push you forward. Yes. Right. In Spanish, there's a there's a saying, and then I can translate it saying, tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are. It all falls on the right way. So, yes, it's all part of our purpose. It's all part of that purpose. We can't do it alone. We can't. We never have. I've never done it alone. I don't want to do it alone. We can't do it alone. You know, and, and I've even learned that. I mean, I've only been like a week and a half married, but that's even with marriage. Like, you know, the families, my immediate families coming together and stuff. It's like there are circle for the marriage. And, you know, the, the, the pastor that married us too, he's in our circle, right? And it's supposed to help us level up to, to where we need to get to as, as, a, as a relationship, you know? And those people are supposed to be there. You're supposed to be able to go to them for support, go to them for advice on, on marriage because they've done it. They've been there, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah. You bring up family and um, family is we're born with family. When we are born, the only thing we are part of is family. Nothing of what we have today, we had when we were born. So when I hear people say family, it warms my heart because that's number one for me. People who know me, they know me. family first. Everything else takes a back seat because family is the nucleus to everything. If I don't have family, I fall apart. So it's not just immediate family sharing the same last name, blood. No, bam. I have people or I consider them family, brothers and sisters that are from different parts of life because we support each other. And it's going back to that little you know, conversation around inner circle, right? You have your inner circle, and then you have your circle. You have your friends, you have your acquaintances, but together they're family. And if you're ever going to keep anything, make sure it's family first. Because that's the driving force. They're there. It is, it, it is great when you have family and surrounded by family and they're, they're there to support you. And when I say family, I say it broadly. Friends, coaches, mentors, teachers, co-workers, people who believe in you. People who believe in you 
believe in your purpose, believe in your vision. So yes, I, I, it, it warms my heart when I hear the word family. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the same. Um, so, you know, I, I want to kind of bring it all back, you know, because you talked about how you you pivoted at the age of 50. And anyone that is out there that is listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, I'm older, you know, and I've been doing my career for 20 years and, you know, I just want, I, I don't feel like I, I can pivot, you know, I, I just want to reiterate your story, you know, and just tell them that like, you're an example of age is not an excuse. Age is, is nothing, right? Like, like, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, it's just, is like you, like what we talked about earlier is our mind and our heart aligned with it to push forward. Age is not an excuse. You are 100% correct, right? If you're able-minded and body-minded, right? If your spirit is in it, your mind's in it, your body's in it, you got to do it. You got to go for it. Remember the quote. My mind thinks of it. My heart thinks of it. I got to go do it. So don't concern yourself with age. Oh, there's, there's younger, you know, more educated people. No. Go for it. I started my business at 54. I'm 58 now. Yes, I've retired. Yes, I've completed one career. But now my second career, it's my passion. It's my purpose. It's my purpose to pay it forward. So age is not an excuse. It's not. There's a need. We have a story. Continue writing your story. Connect with those people. I coach, as a life coach, I coach many baby boomers, which are in my age bracket. But I also coach a lot of millennials. I love millennials because they're, they're, they're free-minded, they're open-minded. They bring a different perspective than what baby boomers are. So to hear their vision and how they see life only refreshes me and energizes me to, to move on. Gen X, Gen Y, awesome. But it's there to say, where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to do? Right? Think about as a person, what's the next chapter of your life like? And if there's obstacles, then we need to knock those obstacles down because there shouldn't be anything in the way. And age is not an excuse. So that is false. That is a limiting belief that, that you need to excuse because that's the mind taking over the heart. Perfect. So I think this kind of question is probably resonating in some of the people's minds right now. It's like, okay, we've been talking a lot about purpose. And I know a lot of people have read like Simon Sinek, it starts with why. So what is the difference between their why and their purpose? Or is there a difference? There is no difference. Your why is clearly defining your purpose. Okay. Why? And we use the word loosely. Why am I here? What is my purpose? 
Again, your purpose is not about you. Your purpose is the service that you provide to others. It's a great start. And I've read the book several times is my purpose. When, when people say to me, well, here's an example. I say to a lot of people, hey, great to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. They quickly start off by telling me things that they've achieved, things that have become materialistic. I did it on purpose when I introduced myself to this audience when I said, hey, my name's Armando Hung. I'm a, I'm a certified professional speaker. I'm married, right? That is not my why. The way to say it is this way. Hello, everyone. My name's Armando Hung. I am a passionate person. I love life. And my purpose in life is to be an educator, to make others embrace the beautiful gift we call life. It is time to, to elevate your A-game. That's my why. In that statement, I didn't say anything about what have I achieved, where I live, who I'm married to, nothing. Because that is stuff that I've been able to accomplish. But my purpose is as an educator to help others embrace life. That's a big difference. So when you connect with your why, that is your why. Why me? Why you? Because you're the right person for X, Y, Z. Not Nate, not Armando, you. Nate has his purpose, Armando has his purpose. Every member of your audience has your purpose. So it's to connect with the heart. We're back to this heart-mind connection. It's to connect with your heart and say, really, what is this all about? Try that when you introduce yourself to someone, put away your accomplishments and just talk about your feelings, your emotions, and see the reaction you may get from people. I get the, what? Wow, that's cool. They've never experienced it. So there is no difference. Now, what I do want to share with your audience, because I know we're running close to time, is how do you get to that mindset of understanding what your purpose is? Now, this is my list. You could have more, but this could be just as a guide. First thing is you want to practice self-awareness. You got to be obedient. You have to really get into this connective mindset of thinking positive. Yes, this is where I want to be. This is where my business is going. This is what I need to add to the business. This is where I need to go down this path. So you need to practice self-awareness and always be connecting with your business and your audience to make sure that everything is in line. Two, community. We've talked about it today. You need that inner circle. You need that, that family to really help you guide you and really motivate you and share with you in your vision in a good way. Three, explore your passions. What excites you? Why is it important to start this business now? What is this business going to do for the community? What is this business going to do for the service field you're in? Why is it important for this to happen? Explore your passions. Four, we've talked about it, celebrate your successes. 
any little thing that makes you feel like a million dollars, celebrate it, share it. How do I celebrate my successes? I share it. I don't want to be cocky and make it, hey, Nate, guess what I did today? No. Hey, Nate, just want to share this with you. I think this is really important because it may be something that can now generate some energy for Nate or for someone else. Or, hey, I really want to help, especially your inner circle. Hey, just want to share this. I did it. We did it. Based on what we talked about, I tried it. It came uh, reality. I'm real happy because that's just going to fuel more. Learn from your failures and accept your failures. That is the biggest thing that many people struggle with, accepting it. They're quick to say, oh, that's it. Throw in the towel. No, accept the failures, understand the failures, and then pivot and let's go try it again. And the last one, which is really important, is self-care. You need to take care of yourself, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. And that, for me, it's yoga, meditation, journaling. I journal a lot. And then I take care of, of, of myself also by eating healthy and working out, right? I'll be at the gym in about an hour. I'll be at the gym. So self-care is important because if you don't take care of yourself, none of those things can happen. So real quick, again, practice self-awareness, community, explore your passions, celebrate your successes, learn from and accept your uh, failures, and then self-care. Perfect. And you know what? I want to add one more thing because I was thinking of it when you were talking about it, that of the exercise you do with your, your clients is because a lot of people, you know, you're in, this is where we're in almost quarter four or no, we're in quarter four, you know, and they're struggling. Maybe they have a failure or something they can't accomplish. And I think you brought it up. That was so great is think of those five people or whoever your inner circle is, your friends, your family, mentor, whatever. And is it that something that you failed in? Like you, like you said, bring the failure to them, whatever that was, and see what their answer is. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I think that's some homework for you guys. I think that'd be great because I feel like you're going to, you're going to get some big takeaways and maybe you'll find out like, is this person someone that I can really trust and that I can pour into, or is this someone maybe that maybe not? Nate, I, I love, I love that exercise because it's true. Every failure is an opportunity for greater success, not for success, for greater success. So we tried this and this was the result. Where did we go wrong? Or what could we have done different? Is it the right time? So absolutely add that as, as part of, you know, accepting your failures is sharing it because we are all teachers and students in what we do in every walk of life. So be the teacher, but also be the student. And when we go to our inner circle, we become the student. When we share our, when we celebrate our successes and share them, we're a teacher. So be the teacher and the student. All right, Armando. I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I know we're towards the end here. So my listeners know that we bust out these things called pod decks. So they're just random questions. We're going to ask you three and we can kind of go a little quick if you want. 
So first one is, what's one thing you're never afraid to do? Challenge myself. Challenge myself. Awesome. How do you challenge yourself? You know, I, I, like I shared, I do a lot of journaling and I do a lot of thinking. And sometimes I say, well, I need to make this reality. And I know we've shared this a lot. So I always challenge myself in the sense is that I'll connect with my inner circle and say, hey, I'm going to try this. What do you think? And they're like, hey, that's a great idea. Or, hey, how can I support you? And it's always great when you get to hear people say, support you. And I don't procrastinate is really that, is that I let the others fuel me to try things. I've tried a lot of things over the last, since I've been here in the state of Florida. I can't say they've all been successful, but I can tell you that I have a list of a lot of things that I've tried to do. Some have stuck, some have not, but I've learned from all of them. So I never stop growing. I never stop developing my skill sets. Perfect. This might be a small plug, guys, but what has led you to create Pivoting to Excellence Alliance Mastermind? So one of the biggest movements that I've noticed over the last 10 years uh, spending my time in corporate America is the movement around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then diversity, equity, and inclusion is, is really something that we all live every single day. It's not just in, in our uh, careers, but it's also in our lives. And by creating the Pivoting to Excellence Mastermind, it really creates that movement of bringing everything into life, not just career, but life in general. Okay. I am the master and I consider myself, and I don't like to give myself titles, but I will. I am the master when it comes to work-life balance. You want, you need some work-life balance conversation. I'm the person to call. But the Pivoting to Excellence Mastermind is basically people who come together, like-minded people who are looking at advancing and pivoting their A-game, life as well as career. And we come together and we talk about different topics. Could be topics re regarding careers, could be topics regarding life. I've done, we did a series not too long ago. And it was all about work-life balance. Some people know what work-life balance is. Other people know. Other people call themselves workaholics, right? So the Pivoting to Excellence Mastermind is allows people to come in together and really focus around this, which has also led me to, as I said, developing my skill sets. So last year, I received my certification through Cornell University as a diversity, equity, and inclusion trainer. And one of the things that I do is I connect with small businesses to talk about the environment and the culture in the workplace. So for small business owners who are seeing this, this replay, it's a matter of how is the culture of your company, the environment in the company? How is the leadership to employee relationship? Okay. Are there any disconnects? Are there any opportunities? It's important because when the entire organization is on the same page, it only provides growth, not just profitable growth, but also personal growth. So diversity, equity, and inclusion is really key to me. It's something that is now another niche under my belt and that I develop now. And, I, and what I do is I connect with small business owners and, and we, we talk 
like like we have now. So how do you see your company? How do you see your employee base? And then we go to the employees. How do you see the company? How do you see yourself? And then we take all that information and put it in together and say, here's what we have. And then we identify the opportunities for a more cohesive, stronger nucleus of a family back to family. And I think that's amazing because I feel like there is a loss in most corporate America where the head's doing this, but the feet don't know what the other person is doing. And right. that's where it, when the purpose of and, and the why of the business usually gets lost. So yeah. I think aligning those again, it's coming back to the, the heart, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. I want to even say, you know, the heart is your employees. The mind is you. Amen. Right. You're and right. you're lining right. those back. And, and really quick, you know, it, it's, it's connecting them in a safe environment because we're not there. We're not there to, to talk bad. We're not there to lynch anybody. We're not there to bring out. And I'll say the word, but I, I don't agree with it. We're not there to bring out the problems. We're out there to bring out the opportunities. But it's also giving everyone a voice. And that's the key thing. Everyone has a voice because if they're part of the company, they're part of the voice. Perfect. All right. This one might be quick. We'll see. You can tell me if, if we're good or not. How do you capture and keep track of ideas? Do you keep a notepad? Do you voice memo? How do you do it? I'm old school. I am old school, but I carry with me two planners. Okay. This is my dreams planner. This is where I come up with ideas. And this is my daily plan. This is where I, I jot down everything that needs to get done, how I need to do my clients. I keep files on all my clients. So this one is, is really with me wherever I go, because all of a sudden I'll think of something and I'll be like, boom, boom, boom. I have on occasion have to write some stuff on my phone, but most of the time, this is basically it because it's important. You don't know when an idea will come in. Like during this podcast right now, something just came to my mind that I got to now sit back and say, okay, let me go back and think about this because I think I just picked up a new idea that I may want to incorporate into my coaching session. So yeah, I, I'm old school. I know others, they use voice, phone, whatever's comfortable, but don't let an idea pass. Right. You come up with an idea, stop, write it down, call yourself, send a text to yourself. I've actually sent texts to myself. Make sure to follow up with this Harvard Business Review article. This could give you some opportunities and I'll put the link because I'll forget. And I may not have my notebook if I'm somewhere else. So I carry two planners. Uh, I still carry books to school. I still feel like I'm in school. I carry my books. Uh, lifelong learner. I love it. All right. Armando, well, this is the end of the podcast. So for the listeners that resonated with your message today and they're like, hey, I want to work with Armando, how can they do that? So if you're interested in working with me, by all means, you can find me at AJH Coaching. That's AJHcoaching.com. You can also reach out to me at AJHcoaching at gmail.com. And just drop me a note, even if we're not going to build a relationship working together, just drop me a note and tell me what you thought about the, the podcast. Tell me, hey, ask me a question. 
by all means, I'll answer it. So ajhcoaching.com or ajhcoaching at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. For listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow for more. Peace, guys. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.